Welcome to Advantage Over, the only global rugby podcast to help you become a better referee. Your host today is Keith Lewis. Are you ready? Time on. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Advantage Over podcast. Thanks for being with us once again um, and it's great to be back in your earbuds. Um, a slightly different topic of conversation in this week's episode and there's a few more building over the next couple of weeks so keep your ears out for, for future episodes um, but it's just coming up to the middle of August 2023 um, and yesterday a charity match uh, rugby match was held in Bristol here in um, here in England um, yeah there's plenty of those happening all over the world for all manner of different causes so why is this one any different for, for us well this one was arranged by a gentleman called Graham Bloom uh, Graham was diagnosed with a form of motor neurons disease in 2019 that's obviously a, a, a um, a topic of, of, of widespread um, news and with various rugby folk involved um, acquiring that disease, horrible disease over the last couple of years. So um, he's developed that since 2019 and on top of that's on top of a number of other medical issues that he manages. Um, so the game yesterday was all about raising funds for the Motor Neuron Disease Association, um, which is fantastic. So again, why is this of interest to you uh, and us as a refereeing community? Well, Graham's got ambitions to be a referee, just like many of us are. Um, as you'll hear from his story, he uses a um, fairly speedy mobility wheelchair, um, which is, let's face it, a, a limiter to what Graham can do when we're involving uh, rugby and rugby pitches. Um, but he's still been really keen to find ways to get involved in match officiating. Um, and he's had some fantastic experiences to date from doing just that, um, as we'll talk about um, a bit later on. So uh, as as well as MND and the wheelchair, he also suffers from Asperger's syndrome. So the conversation that we had covers a lot of ground around um, his refereeing ambitions, but also about how we as referees can and should consider how we deal with, how we referee, how we handle players who may be neurologically wired differently to to us um, or even how we might use referees as an avenue for dealing with our own neurological wiring there might be referees out there listening to this who have Asperger's who have autism are on the various spectrums that exist down there but benefit from refereeing and filtering uh, out those on a match day and things like that um, I should probably caveat this by saying that I recorded this um, interview last year um, and it's been sitting in my pile of things to get back to so sorry about that um, I figured yesterday's fundraiser was the kick that I needed to get this out there um, and off my to-do list. Um, since we spoke, um, I know Graham's had some fantastic experiences around the world. Um, his Instagram account is definitely worth a, a follow to see what he's up to. Um, he's officiated in different capacities at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. He's been involved at things at Twickenham. Um, he's met the World Rugby Sevens referees at their London camp at the Lensbury. I know he's travelled to Scotland and to Italy um, to be involved in matches um, over there. So that's fantastic. And it was really great yesterday yesterday's match um, a team of three came over from the italian rugby federation to officiate at the game so thanks to them for um playing their part um as you'll hear in a minute um, i met graham in a london hotel um easier for, for both of us to kind of meet somewhere centrally um so you'll have to excuse a bit of the background noise if we did find a quiet corner but you can still tell that we're in a sort of public space so apologies for that up front um and also um Whilst I try really, really hard to use appropriate technology, uh, t- technology, appropriate terminology in um, in all the areas that we touch on, I'm sorry if I get that wrong or if I use choices that are clumsy. Um, I think it's really important that we, as allies for any group that we um, are talking to or supporting, that we get the terminology right. So I think I've done that, but um, if you hear something that raises an eyebrow in your world, I'm sorry about that. Um, let me know though, because um, I can only learn um, by doing these things. Um, it's obviously very easy for me as a white, straight, able-bodied male 
um, of aging years um, to, to kind of not learn about these things. But I'm really keen to do that. So if you hear something I say wrong or you think I should have chosen better words, let me know about it so I can not do it again in the future. Um, I'll put all the links mentioned in the show notes. Um, so if you want to come back to look at more in to look at more of the things that we talk about um, or if you want to support Graham's Rugby for MND fundraiser you can do so from the notes below or above or on the website wherever it is you're looking at this um, um, so yeah so thanks very much in advance for that um, anyway um, I think it's probably time we head over and listen to that interview with Graham I hope you get some takeaways from the conversation as much as I did in talking to Graham obviously we wish Graham uh, well in the future So joining me um, today on the podcast is Graham Bloom, who is a London Society referee, and we'll get into his story over the next uh, few minutes on the podcast. Um, Graham's got a very unique story to tell in refereeing circles, and I, I figured it was time uh, we started to share that story. Um, I'm, I'm here in central London today talking to Graham, and Graham's in a, a motorised uh, wheelchair. I think that's the correct terminology. So Graham, w- welcome to the, the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's tell... Let's Tell a little bit about your story, about why we're here, and what we're here to talk about. What's um, for, for obviously this is this is on audio, so people can't see what I can see. Yeah. Um, what what am I looking at? Tell me about Graham. So I'm 38 years old, and I uh, was born in London. I grew up in London, and uh, I left London when I was uh, about six. And then I moved up to Bedford. And uh, ever since then, I've been living in Bedford. But uh, I'm currently now looking to move back to London to live closer to my nan, who is of a certain age. And um, it would just be nice to be able to be with my nan a bit more. Um, I. I'm someone who uh, lives with motor neurons disease. This is something uh, which I was diagnosed with uh, just last summer. Uh, So having to deal with uh, that um, has been quite challenging. A couple of years before that, I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome which is one of the, um, uh, it's part of the autistic spectrum. So there are many challenges around uh, autism as well as MND. And it's just, I think with both conditions, it's just being able to deal with each day as it comes. Um, No two days are the same. Um, but I am a, a positive individual who has a passion for rugby, but in particular, refereeing. Great. So, um, obviously, it's, um, people will be familiar with motor neuron disease over the last couple of years with some of the high-profile mm. um, public cases that we have within rugby. We've got Doddy Weir, who's Rob yeah. Burrows on the um, rugby league side of mm. things, mm. Um, and and that's a it's a long. A long-serving and degenerative condition, isn't it? It is. That's right. And, and generally speaking, I don't making life an awkward conversation. It generally the prognosis generally deteriorates. It can be quite quick or it can be quite slow, that's right. and that obviously creates challenges for for people it and does. mobility is the is the main cause. That's right. Um, yeah. We've obviously had a, a good conversation here today, and we have. Yeah. Moving through. Yeah. So, so tell me about rugby. Why 
why where's rugby come from in your background uh, so at school unfortunately um, I wasn't able to participate in sport uh, unlike you, you know yourself or uh, others and I had some challenges at school um, one of those challenges uh, was having to face uh, with bullying and um, being targeted because um, I was seen as someone who wasn't normal um, and uh, is quite hairy um, and ended up being called a monkey gorilla um, and I felt that I that was one thing that put me off participating in sport not just the not feeling normal but um, exposing myself to people more um, and I, I personally think that that would have led to, to more issues um, now I've been very keen in rugby since leaving school I would say and it has been something that uh, I have watched on on the box um, for a number of years now uh, particularly the um, autumn internationals and uh, all those those other big games um, and one of the things from that um, has been uh, my focus really has been around the refereeing side of things and I've taken a particular interest in that and it's something that now uh, later on in life given you know the condition I'm suffering with yes um, but it's something that I'm really passionate about and it's something um, that I'm wanting to look at and, and move forward with so I mean, look, many people listening to this podcast are in exactly the same position. We're all out there um, loving rugby, wanting to get involved. What's what is your ambition? What are we what are we trying to achieve? Uh, so my ultimate goal is to be able to referee a 15s game in in some way, shape, or form. Um, I I do have issues because of being uh, wheelchair bound and. You know, obviously, there is a safety aspect around that, but I want us. I want um, to be looking at a way that that is something that could be potentially achieved, um, and and it's looking at ways in which that can be facilitated. In and, and you've had some. I've I've been following your um, progress on on Instagram, and we'll put the links to your channel in the. Um um, in, in the show notes of this, but you've you've been out, you've been involved in um, right. so in, in and around London. I think you've been yeah. further afield than that. You want to tell uh, us tell us the sorts of things yeah, you've been involved yeah. in so far? Okay, so I've been a member of the London Society for Rugby uh, Referees, the L S R F U R, um, and that was since last November. Um, I was asked to uh, um, do the Take Up the Whistle course, which is a course that is run um, in different counties. Um, and I went along to that, and that gave me uh, a small insight into refereeing. 
However, I must point out it isn't a refereeing qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I thought from then, yeah, I want to w- want to be a referee. And I've been going out with different referees from the London Society each week and um, taking quite an active part within the game. So some of the things that I've been involved with have been um, checking the players' studs, listening into the referees' briefing to the players, uh, conducting the captain's coin toss. I've also um, started the game and uh, started the second half and now I'm just uh, um, beginning to end the first half and end the second half in conjunction with the referee. I'm on referee comms, so I can hear everything the referee is saying throughout the game. Um, and then I'm also having photos with the players and the referee at the end of the game to highlight um, the fact that you know the clubs have been fantastic and willing to be involved in what I'm trying to achieve, but also, you know, to to get what I'm I'm trying to achieve out there so that other people, professionals and, you know, amateurs can see actually that that refereeing is um is something that can be uh, accessible to everybody, whether you're able bodied or not. And that is the that that is the um, the ultimate goal. Obviously, is to be able to to referee a game, but it's also to open doors up in a positive way to other people with uh, disabilities. And I've also uh, recently um, been involved with a couple of games through the Oxfordshire Referee Society, and express a, a thanks to Rob Cross. Um, who is the vice vice chair within that society, and how much of um, a support he has been um, enabling me to to be involved in in some games that he has refereed, and over the course of the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna have um, uh, uh, some more experience. Um, I'm I'm going to be an AR4 managing uh, the substitutions and timekeeping uh, that's in a, a fortnight's time uh, um, and then in uh, June towards the end of June I'm also uh, going to be involved in a vets game in some way I've also got other opportunities that are, are coming up um, at Twickenham and also this weekend, uh, well, on on Friday, I'm going to be involved at a mixed ability game at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. So there are positive steps being made, and I'm really pleased that um, what I'm trying to do is um, being recognised and and is being supported. Through different clubs and and uh, through the refereeing community. Just thinking, I mean, look, many of us have got ambitions to, to to be on those hallowed turfs of Cardiff and, and and London and elsewhere around the world. How important is it? Do you think that a 
people with disabilities of both physical and neurological are are seen around rugby as well and, and how do you how do you I guess answer the the obvious question about I mean you've you've chased me down the corridor here in your in your electric wheels here and you can get quite a pace on um, but when it comes to it there's 30 people on a on a muddy pitch and there, there, there are some limitations um, I, I expect so how do, how do we kind of square that circle in in being seen and having the conversation and in, encouraging more people to get involved from different backgrounds versus the reality of of, of mud and, and, and wheels uh, good question <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a challenge and I think yes I am potentially the first uh, wheelchair user to currently be actively involved uh, within uh, the refereeing community um, but I am someone obviously that is quite positive and, and someone here that wants to make a change mm -hmm. and I am determined in whatever way, shape or form to make that happen, not to be um, a pushy kind of person <laughs> but I, I think certainly um, to, for, for my um, situation to be seen as, as a positive rather than a negative and I think that that is the stance and the approach that, that um, moving forward uh, uh, people who make these decisions need to, need to take. Um, I, I personally feel there is there's room for um, negotiation in, in terms of what I, I could potentially be doing and, and I think yes um, there are issues uh, safety issues but there are other aspects which I appreciate uh, around refereeing um, and, and we've got to um, we've got to look at those and, and find out a way potentially of, of um, enabling me to, to be involved within those aspects but um, certainly I think you know a grass pitch is a challenge um, it's something that uh, um, I've experienced uh, over the you know the course of the season and the different clubs that I've been to some have been better than others in in regards to accessibility and and getting on and off the pitch but there have been other clubs that, that you know um, have engaged with me and have been very willing to, to be a part of, of what I'm trying to do, including, you know, the referees from, from the London Society and, and the Oxfordshire Society and, and the, the other uh, referee society over the season that I've, I've been to, including Bristol and um, Kent. So most, uh, I, I would say, uh, most clubs uh, are grass pitch based, but there are other clubs that are fortunate enough to, to have an artificial surface, which actually, um, being someone in a wheelchair, I would say has an advantage in, in some respect. Um, because it's easy to get get on and off um, and I, I would say you know okay I might not be able to be in the middle but I certainly think 
you know, that there is potential there to um, be a touch judge or, you know, even at sevens games being being behind the goalposts. Um, there are there are uh, opportunities here, and and it's and it's looking at those opportunities and and seeing what can be done rather than than what can't be done. And I I I feel quite strongly that that is the attitude going forward that I feel you know people should be looking at. Um, and you know, yes, I'm in a very difficult situation living with you know MND and um, it being a very uh, um, condition that can deteriorate quite quickly and I certainly you know through doing what I'm trying to do I certainly don't want to reach that point where I haven't been able to achieve what what I, I, I want to do and there is a sense of, of urgency about it um, and I, I think moving forward, you know, over the course of the summer, I really hope that, um, y you know, uh, those people within within the organisation can um, can sit down with me, have a discussion, and and work out what we can do moving forward. Um, there, there is the opportunity here um, to get a qualification. Um, but it's it's what steps can be done after that, and and I I don't want this to be seen as something that you know. Um, yes, my my ultimate goal is is to be able to to referee a game myself, but it's opening doors to to others at, at the same time, and I think you know I I want to use this as a, a platform, and also through social media using it as a platform to um to be a positive a positive thing rather than than a negative thing and i think it's been a long a, a long process for me in terms of this season you, you know i've i've had to be determined and i've i you know it's it's taken a lot of time and energy um, for me to to do what I'm doing, so I hope that those people out there, you you know, uh, pros, uh, grassroots level, will see actually, you know, there is there, there is cause for recognition here, and and um, there is there is something here that I I hope will will open doors to to other people and. Um, in the long term, you, you know that we make we make a, a, a positive step going forward. Can I? Can I, I? We didn't talk about this earlier, so apologies. I'm dropping this question on you. Forgetting about the the mobility issues here, but on the neurological side, I'm familiar with um, a chap called Alex Lamb, who's a London, fellow London society referee, who set up um, autism in rugby and does some some great work talking about that. What do people with a different neurological makeup bring to life and that the difference the difference there and, and as, as well like if we can bring that to rugby as well even mm. better does thinking of I, I don't suffer from that I never have I have a, I, I, my wife will tell you it's not fully functioning in, in any way shape or form but I, a normally wired brain um, mm. so and people in my circles are similar basis how important is it that we get different 
mm. backgrounds on the neurological yeah. side involved in, in, in life in general but also rugby as well. Mm. So, so uh, following my diagnosis, and it had to be honest, it has taken years to to get that diagnosis. And I know with other people um, who are waiting uh, to be diagnosed with autism, there is an awful um, uh, there's an awful wait uh, to to get diagnosed with it and I don't think sometimes being labelled with a condition can help and I think sometimes it doesn't help um, I I personally being diagnosed with a condition it hasn't helped me right. actually um, and and um, being recognised with a condition I I think there needs to be um, certainly, uh, depending on the the um, situation, whether that be within rugby or you know, for instance, going to a theatre, you know, or a, a cinema um, can be quite chilling, uh, challenging for those on the autistic spectrum. And I think um, you know, through what Alex is uh, doing and you know his involvement within rugby he actually uses um, rugby to his advantage and you know when he's when he's out there in the middle he he has got something to focus on and um, having Asperger's it's a high functioning aspect of the autism uh, spectrum so we can't be cast off because we're autistic we might um, we might seem different you know looking at us individually um, but you, you know we we all have different challenges and and you know issues that we have to have to bear and overcome but I I, I would say I think Potentially, there needs to be more more awareness and more understanding about Aspergers in particular, because as I say, autism is a very it's quite a vast spectrum, um, and and to get your head around around it is it, it, it's not straightforward. So, people who do have autism. They have various different traits. I mean, for instance, with me, being in a crowded environment is is not easy for me to deal with. I found that incredibly difficult. So, you know, a packed-out stadium with 80,000 people, um, unless I've got my own box where I've got my own space, or uh, um, I'm in an area where I'm not going to be noticed, that's uh, for me that is it wouldn't work unless um that that has been accommodated so um through what i'm i'm trying to achieve i'm actually i'm i'm putting myself up here with a few a few challenges and i think they're challenges that can can be overcome and i think I, I, I don't know how many are going to be at Cardiff for, for the game on, on, on Friday, but 
I shall certainly use that as a, a bit of a, a, a stepping stone, I suppose, to, to move forward. And um, I think uh, I, I would say within the rugby world, I think there are more things that can can be done around neurological um, disorders. And I, I just think it's a case of listening to people and understanding their situation and not uh, not um, we can be a judgmental society mm. and um, we all have our opinions about things but sometimes unless we sit down and we speak to people and and make that that initial step or we interact with people face to face then you, you then I I would say you you have the right to judge, mm. but unless uh, you, you know we we sometimes use social media as a way of and and just highlighting, for instance, someone like um, you know Katie Price's son Harvey, mm. who has challenging behavioural issues, you know, and um, but. The thing is, unless unless you know the person, you how how can we say that we understand what they're going through? Uh, have we been there? Have uh, do we have family members or friends that are in that situation? I think sometimes we need to put ourselves in that situation, think as others as we would like to be treated ourselves. That's a great, it's a great point, isn't it? And, and for the first time this year as a, as a referee, when I've been out refereeing, um, and this has never happened before, and it's it opened my eyes to even this thought process, is that um, one of the captains at the pre-match brief explained to me that one of their players um, was a, had a similar um, neurological... What did you, I can't remember the phrase she used... I think she called it a disorder, whatever it was. But it was the first time it had put me in a position as the referee of that field of having to think about how I was going to deal with that player um, when it happened. And I, I think I go back to um, a very early experience where I, was, I came across a player who was deaf and the, uh, that became an obvious in the warm-up. Again, I was told the player's deaf. So we got to think about how we referee it. So I think as referees around the world listening to this, we need to be aware of the fact that there are players on our pitches this weekend who will be wired in different ways and the way we communicate and deal with them will, will need to be different. So I guess if I, a take-home message for, for you all out there is to perhaps look at that and I'll hopefully put some show notes. We'll have to speak afterwards and you have to give me some places to send people to to, um, to look into that and to consider how we deal with players on the field as well as um, I guess and how we how we how we get the best out of those players and our interaction with them will be really helpful so there's a there's another take home for um, for the listener um, thanks Lecker. sorry I, I didn't mean to throw that question in there that came out of nowhere and I know I shouldn't I should have done that <laughs> part of my process that I was we've talked about what we we're going to talk about and that doesn't help you so well, I know Alex very well because um, you know he's part of the London Society yeah. I've been to one of his games uh, he he really made me feel most welcome, um, and and it's it's lovely to you know know others you know who um, have the same same condition and, and and can actually be understanding and and I think within the 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 refereeing community, I mean. Um, 
they're, they're, you know, everybody has their, you know, bad days and good days. And um, I, I, I think sometimes um, when, I, when I've been around and, you know, uh, certainly post-match, um, I've, I've actually found that, you know, extremely difficult mm. because you have, you have all your supporters there as well as, you, you know, your club, um, you, you know, chairman and, and, and those people. And, and actually that is an environment that I find particularly quite difficult and challenging because I, being around people I don't know and and trying to engage with them it isn't something that I find easy um, I'm when I'm in those situations I tend to kind of try and hide um, and and it is difficult and I I think maybe there is a, I don't know a, um, there needs to be some training maybe around around autism and, and different kinds of, of neurological conditions because I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, people with Down syndrome, you know, they're seen as different. You know, any anybody that, you know, may be in a wheelchair, whatever that, that, that may be and the reason for that. You know, we're not, we don't need to go around with with a, a lanyard and a, a a badge and you know say oh I'm I'm autistic or I'm uh, I'm this or I I'm that there ju there just needs to be more you know generally within society mm. there needs to be a more there needs to be more awareness and understanding around the different kinds of of disabilities that there are uh, and one thing just to, to flag i mean i've i've certainly seen this in in the last few months is that there is a there is a growth in mixed ability rugby out there so you're involved in a game in in cardiff on friday which will be a great experience um but there are mixed ability sides all around the, the world there's a mixed ability festival i think in uh, is it Cork that and we were both talking about earlier on there is the special olympics which is in munich um so there are rugby is is and can be a sport for everybody so i think um it's it's what's well, why we love the game it's why we all everyone listening to this loves the game for for, for that reason i think we uh, we obviously wish you well in your um, ambition to, to get to where you can get to but also to, to, to encourage everyone to get involved in, in different forms of the game as well as the 15 aside game that we all we all know and love yeah. great. thank you very much for joining us great to, to hear your story we wish, we wish you well um, and look, look forward to seeing uh, um, you on the side of the pitch and, and, and for that to become a more normal uh, exercise for everybody right. Graham thanks, thanks for joining very us much. thank you Thanks for listening to the Advantage Over podcast from RugbyReferee.net. We hope you've enjoyed the content that we brought to you this week. What we'd really appreciate is your likes, rates and reviews, wherever it is you found it, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn. Please head over there and leave us a review. We really do appreciate those. Um, we'd also um, ask you to tell your referee colleagues, friends, community um, that about this podcast this is the only rugby referee podcast out there, um, so we hope to get to more earbuds um, over time. We'd also love your feedback um, and your suggestions and your comments. 
so please let us have them um, you can either email us at ref at advantageoverpodcast.com um, or you can find us through the rugbyreferee.net website um, or through Twitter at rugbyrefereenet, which is the same handle you'll find on Instagram as well. We're in all those places, so please do let us know what you think, let us know what you want um, and how we can help you become better referees in the future. So for now, that is Advantage Over. <laughs>